Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and Erin is here with me, and we're going to talk about tonight whether or not coaching should be allowed in an adult recreational tennis match. I know I think it should be. Erin, what do you think? I for sure think it should be allowed, but I'm wondering why there's a rule in place for USTA matches specifically, why we cannot be coached. That's, that's what a, I want to know. That's a great question. and Mystery. I know- it is a mystery. And Erin, I know you play in other leagues where they allow coaching. How does that go? That's true. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. So I played um, only one time last year. I played uh, world team tennis, um, which was super fun. But it's a big difference between world team tennis and like USTA matches where it's just like you're either in a doubles match or a singles match. So world team tennis is a mix of men and women on a team on a court together. You do a match of women's doubles, men's doubles, mixed doubles, and then I think one or two singles. I can't remember. Nonetheless, you are allowed to coach in world team tennis, and it's super fun. In one of the matches we played, um, I saw two of my teammates, the two women doubles um, were playing, and the strong net player wasn't really able to like kind of get in and play her game and like put it away at the net because the baseliner was not her typical partner. And she was just kind of hitting like hard and low and flat balls. And one time on a changeover, I said, hey, to the baseliner, I said, hey, um, Tracy's not getting set up like she normally does. Like she can put that ball away so easy at the net, but you got to like give her like maybe more lobs or like just throw in something different so that she could just giving her a chance to get in there and like play her regular, like, you know, great net game or whatever. And that changed the whole match around. Like they won, I think the next few games pretty easily. And um, it's just, it's so easy to see it from an outsider's point of view of what's happening. When you're a player on the court, it's just, sometimes it's just so hard to think of like, what what's going wrong? Or what should my strategy be or whatever. So I feel like there doesn't have to be a lot of coaching in USTA matches, but it could be like a simple thing like, hey, throw in a lob once in a while. Or, you know, I think USTA probably doesn't allow it for time constraints, I'm assuming, maybe. I don't know why. I really honestly can't think of a reason why other than maybe they want to move things along. But the matches could actually be shortened if someone is allowed to tell you what's going wrong or what could win you more points quicker. Like, I feel like the opposite effect, actually, like matches might go quicker if you were allowed to be coached, right? Yeah, what do you think? I, ag- I agree. I feel like if you follow the rule, I mean, so like USDA has these time constraints that you're supposed to do that no one follows. Right. So it's 25 seconds between points. When you change ends, it's supposed to be 90 seconds. And then at the end of a set, you're supposed to get 120 seconds or two minutes. Right. I feel like in that, especially between sets, like allow us to go and talk mm-hmm. to someone and see if they see anything. I mean, I don't know of another sport where you ha- you're not allowed to get help as you're playing it. Yeah. You know? I can't think of a single sport. So USTA has this thing, too. Not only do they have the time constraints, which I think is very funny because, A, I don't think I use 25 seconds per point, like, in between points ever. I feel like I'm pretty quick. 
I know the in-between sets, I feel like there's no way it goes 90 seconds, did you say? No. What's we between sets? It, two minutes? Two minutes between sets. I feel like it's always at least five minutes. If someone runs to the bathroom or, right, it's way longer than two minutes. I mean, we, we play here locally clubs that are pretty large that, like, it would take two minutes just to walk to a bathroom. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the exception is a bathroom break, which you can take any time. That's another part of the rules that I don't yeah. – but, but, yeah, it takes a long time. You could easily walk over within two minutes and say, hey, do you see – what do you see going on? Easily. 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 So the other thing that they don't allow is um, you're not supposed to look at your cell phone. Right. You're not um, supposed to get hand signals or you know, any sort of coaching, right? At all. Right. Like, right. So the looking at the cell phone, I think, is a funny rule because although I understand what they're saying, they don't want people like texting or like you being like, oh, I have to take a phone call, right? And then someone like calling and saying like, hey, you should do X, Y, Z or whatever. But I'll tell you, because we play adult tennis and a lot of the women we play against are moms and, right. or they have jobs or, you know, they're, che- I mean, everyone's checking in with everyone at all times. So I feel like people look at their cell phones all the time and it never really bothers me unless they're like fixated on something that's going on on their cell phone, you know? Yeah, so I think it's a... It's a rule, like literally put your cell phone away and don't look at it. And I will tell you, I would say 60 to 70% of the people that I play look at their cell phone during matches. And I don't think it's someone coaching them. Yeah, I totally agree. And then or they have an Apple Watch. And so they could True. easily, and I know those aren't allowed either, but people wear them all the time. And I'm never going to say, hey, take your watch off. Exactly. As we, I mean, to? they would probably look at me like I'm crazy. You're crazy. But yeah. at the same time, they could be texting you what to do. It just seems like there is no other sport that I can think like think of it all. I'm sure there's probably one out there. Um, I just don't understand why USTA doesn't allow it. If you keep yeah. within the time restraints so that you're not longer, but some people eat a banana and it takes them four Oh my minutes. gosh. And I sit there Easily. and just watch them eat it. Um, <laughs> and you know, so they're That's, that should be against the rules. I got to say that is annoying. <laughs> right? I have, I have also played those people. It took forever to do something as simple as eating a banana. So yeah. they're not following it anyway. I know that uh, USTA coordinators listen to our podcast because we've talked to several of them. I would love to know the reason why, but I will say it would be so helpful because, as like I said earlier, you can see something as an outsider that you can't see, you can't figure out sometimes when you're on a court. That's yourself. right. And I, Aaron, that happened one time with us where you yes. saw me playing and you saw something that I didn't see at all. I at just, all. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Carolyn was playing a singles match um, in a, a, at a time of the year in our area that's very, very hot. So it was hot and it was probably like middle of the day and hungry, you know, like all those factors going right. You were playing so awesome. You were like slicing this lady that you were playing was like super tall and you were using your slices and kind of getting her low at her feet. You won the first like 6-0. It was like easy. And then like she changed everything. Like I think her thing was, I feel like we talked to her after. It wasn't that she had like a specific plan. Plan, she was just like, I have to change something, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she ended up beating you, I thought maybe 6 yeah, if I'm from remembering like correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she just changed everything. And the whole time I just started, like, I watched you, like, lose game after game in the second, knowing that you were going to go to a match tie break. I was like, Carolyn needs to go back to what she was doing in the first. But because that lady adjusted her game, you actually changed your game mm-hmm. as opposed to just sticking with what worked. Right. So and what was working was slicing low to her feet. And even if she was coming in. So between the second and third set tie break, I wanted so badly to just get your attention or 
follow you to the bathroom or like give you do a charades, like uh, do hand signals, do, you know, sign language, anything. I was like, I need to tell Carolyn, but I I couldn't. I'm not allowed. But man, I wanted to so bad. I wanted to I think I was like, can I text her? Will she look at herself? Like all of it ran through my mind. And I was just feeling so guilty that I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. So of course, I was honest and didn't do it. But um, I told you after I'm like, Carolyn, did you realize? And I had no idea. It's just because you know, you're, you're keeping up with the score you're totally you're trying so much they're changing on. what they're doing so you kind of you know it was, I was tired yeah and I didn't see it at all and that's I just know. where those extra set of eyes would be so helpful yeah. and also like we're not very good anyway even if you told me <laughs> yes. what to do that doesn't mean right. I can implement you could it actually execute yeah yes, there's exactly. no way I could actually do it but it would be great to have someone there saying know what you're doing is right mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know just to have someone else tell you what they think is so helpful yes. at our level because we don't know what we're doing exactly exactly at least i don't obviously (laughs) i don't we know we didn't last week or the week before no two weeks ago we didn't neither one of us knew what a half volley was so we had to we actually had to look up on wikipedia (laughs) that's how much we're not experts (laughs) we're definitely not talking about our experience (laughs) that's right that's right um but i played a lady years ago now i want to say like four years ago she was phenomenal but um I would rally really well with her in a singles match, but I was just like hitting my normal, like Aaron Hart, you know, like hard, low, flat ball, just barely going over the net, you know, just barely clearing the net. And I was like, yeah, I'm at least getting some like good rallies with her. I mean, she just had to wait me out like three or four balls later. I would just do something, you know, and lose the point. She was just more experienced than me. And our pro literally right after that match, like the next day, I think I had a lesson with her. And she was like, did you not notice that that girl just like absolutely loved every ball you were throwing at her why didn't you do something different like an offensive slice and I was like oh my gosh had she said that to me that day I probably still would have never won that match but it would have been a lot more competitive yeah and I played her recently I hadn't played this woman in like four years literally four years and I just played her recently and I remember that I still didn't win but it was a doubles match and we had a phenomenal match against her and her partner was super fun but man I threw a bunch of different variety at her and it made a huge difference again we didn't win but it was much more competitive she probably beat me like six two six oh or something four years ago and at least this time I took her to match type. Yeah, that's really good. You know, that's really good. But yeah, just those little adjustments. But you can't see it or feel it or know it on the court sometimes yeah. when you're I definitely there can. by yourself. I'm not at that level where you know. Yeah. So I think it should be allowed. I think without a question, coaching should be allowed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people should take five minutes, but I don't think they should take right. five minutes to eat a banana either. <laughs> so, <laughs> good point. There's got to be a reason specifically in USTA adult rec leagues yeah this is they do not allow it. recreational money. it's hard when you get frustrated yeah. and you can't figure something out so let's make it more enjoyable and allow coaching <laughs> yeah i think that's my opinion let's get a committee together <laughs> carolyn and you and i are two thumbs up for on court coaching yeah. for our adult record yeah that's yeah. great okay but if anyone disagrees with us let us know you can find us on our facebook page which is second serve podcast thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. 
Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.